Someone shared with me that for this Lent, she, had this, she decided to speak less and listen more. She's a very talkative person, so I think it's a very good resolution. And today in the Transfiguration, the Father invites us to do the same. After the light of Jesus shines through his garments and the Holy Spirit descends upon the Lord in the form of a cloud, the voice of the Father is heard and says, This is my beloved Son. Listen to him. Listen to him. Three words to remember in this week. Listen to him. It's the same idea that Mary told the servants at Cana, do whatever he tells you. Do whatever he tells you. As a side note, this was one of the most challenging penances I ever received. One time after confession, the priest said, well, now this week for penance, remember the words of Mary. Do whatever he tells you. That was more challenging than three Hail Marys. <laughs> because obeying God is not so easy. We tend to have like a desire to control our lives. We tend to be self-sufficient. We think that we know what is best for us. And that's why the words of Jesus, the words of the Father to us, are so difficult to fulfill. Listen to him. If you want to be happy, listen to him. If you want to know his plans for you, listen to him. If you want to be glorified like him, listen to him. If you want to thrive, listen to him. And because the Father knows that we tend to control so much our lives. Before commanding us to listen to his son, first he shines his light through Jesus, and then he says, this is my beloved son. He says, listen to him, but know that he's my beloved. I love him. I bless him. He comes with my love. He comes with my endorsement. You can trust in him. You can trust in us. In the first reading, we listen to Abraham, who is asked almost the impossible to give up his son, the fruit of the promise. But Abraham stands as someone who listens to God who obeys and who is able to give up his plans in obedience to God, trusting, knowing that whenever you listen to him, he will bless you. And Abraham gives us this dynamic of life that we should learn again and again. Think of this paper as your plans, your expectations, your pro projects your Isaac. Many times in your life, many times in your life, God will do like this. Give me your Isaac. Trust me. And from that obedience and listening to him, he will bring up something more beautiful. 
So the Father invites us to trust, to listen to his voice. And this is a good reminder for Lent. Last week we focused on, on fasting and feasting. This week we can think more of this aspect of prayer, this ability to listen to the voice of Jesus, guiding us, leading us, loving us. There are many ways through which Christ speaks. Catholic spirituality summarizes them in five. I would like to speak ten minutes of each of them. <laughs> through our conscience, God speaks to us. Through the promptings of the Holy Spirit, God moves you to do something. Through the events of life, what we call God's providence, the Father is speaking to you. Through other people who give us advice, God speaks to us. And also through Holy Scripture. And let me focus on this one. One of the ways to listen to him is to read the Bible. And this is a good thing to do in Lent, to spend some time every morning reading the daily gospel or a section or a book of the Bible. Pope Francis, in his simplicity and relevance, says about reading the Bible, keep the gospel with you always, in your pocket or your purse, with you always to read it. When you have a seat on the bus or a minute or so free somewhere else, pick up the gospel and read the few, a few words. Read and meditate on God's word every day so that it becomes like a flame within us to illuminate our steps. I have found reading the gospel as a great means to listen to him. I do it every day. Spend 30 minutes trying to listen to Jesus through his word. Three steps to read his word and listen to him. The first one is to find silence in the mountain. Jesus says the gospel led Peter, John, and James. He led them a high mountain apart by themselves. In order to listen, we need to do silence. And this is not so easy. I was thinking of this image. Think of like a big conference room with 300 people. And you are invited as a speaker. And everyone is talking. In order to, for you to begin to speak, they turn on the lights. They put like bells. They say like, okay, please. The crowd needs to quiet down. And it takes five, six minutes to kind of quiet down the crowd that is speaking so the main speaker begins to talk. Something similar happens in prayer. Whenever you want to listen to God, you first need to do inner silence. Jesus took them to the mountain so there were less distractions. You need to minimize the voices of activity, the voices of the flesh, and the opinions of others. So you, like John, Peter, and James, can be with Jesus alone. Whenever I begin to pray and listen, try to listen, I try to budget a time of landing, a time of trying to let 
the inner crowds jumping inside of me and speaking to quiet down. It takes me more or less 10 minutes to be still, to quiet down. So if you want to listen to God's word or if you want to pray in this attitude of obedience, the first step is always to become still inside of you. The second thing is to ask for light and read the gospel. So you read the gospel and you pray for an inside light. Speak, Lord, your servant is listening. The light of Christ shines through things. In this gospel, the light of Christ shines through his garments. The gospel says that they were, the garments became white as snow. So through his humanity, the light of Christ shines. And this is how God speaks. In this life, he speaks and he shines through things. Think of this image. I have another analogy. Like this is the light of Christ. <laughs> no, this, um, how do you call this? Flashlight. In the life to come, we will see the light face to face. But in this life, his light always shines in a veiled way. His light shines through nature, through the beauty of nature. His light shines through other people. His light shines through events in life. His light shines through like the Bible, the scriptures. So we need to learn to ask and see that light. It's not so easy, it's a veiled light. So when you read the gospel or whenever you pray, you need to ask that light of Christ to shine brightly so you can see him. So you read the gospel and you pray for one light that you wanna keep in your heart in that day. And the last step is to go down the mountain and remember. Whenever God speaks, he tells us something and he wants us, one, to share it and two, to cherish it, to remember it. First, he wants us to share it. Jesus took three of the apostles. Imagine there are nine asking Peter, Hey, Peter, what happened up there? You were like five hours. And Jesus says, don't tell anyone. So imagine impulsive Peter to, what can I say? But after the resurrection, Peter will share. Because the experience of the mountain, the experience of transfiguration, is meant to be shared. But also is meant to be remembered. When God speaks, when God shows his love to you, you need to cherish those things. God might not tell you all the time he loves you, but God might not tell you all the time what you have to do. He might tell you once, he might remind you once or twice, but then you need to remember. Then you need to walk. Peter saw the glory of Jesus. He had this picture of love, of light, 
But then he needed to walk with Jesus towards the cross. He had to endure suffering with this picture in his mind. And the same might happen in your life. Many times God might speak to you clearly. He might transfigure to you. And then you need to walk to the cross, not doubting his love, but remembering the mountain. The world needs people who are transfigured by the voice, the light, the love of Christ. The voice of God changes us, and the world needs. There's so much despair and darkness. So this week, try to go up the mountain. Try to listen to him. Try to remember his words and shine his love.